the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Messy Walk podcast. This is Adam Cook. I am your, well, I'm not really the host. I'm here with Chloe. (laughs) I'm the host. Chloe's the host. We couldn't figure out how to start, so I said, well, I'll just start. So we're glad that you're here. We're on episode, what is it, Chloe? 29. 29. Episode 29. Almost 30. Right. Almost Almost 30. 30. Almost another milestone. I cannot believe it. It's crazy. That is continued. And so uh, it's pretty cool. We're thankful for everybody that listens and um, starting to interact and stuff like that and share everything. We're, we're thankful for it, and um, absolutely. And this, on that note, yeah, congratulations to our two six-month Spotify Premium winners that yeah. we announced um, last week. Congratulations to Alyssa and Christy. Yay, Thank you guys for entering. Woo, Thank you guys applause. so much. It's our first ever giveaway of yeah. anything, any sort, and yeah. so. Hopefully you use the Spotify Premium to listen to us, but if you don't, it's okay. We understand. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. We respect your decision. (laughs) And then after six months, uh, sorry, you'll have to buy your own. Right, right. We only gave away six months. However much it is, six dollars a month, something like that. that. It's probably worth it to get rid of the ads. Yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, congratulations and thank you guys for everybody that uh, participated in the giveaway. Yeah, we're thankful to be able to do that. Um, It's pretty cool. Um, cool. But we are. What are we talking about today, Chloe? We are continuing our conversation on spiritual warfare. This is our i think our sixth episode talking through spiritual warfare yeah it's been like a series that we're kind of doing so if you have not listened to the ones before this one you can just listen to this one by itself or if you want to catch up and get the full picture of what we're talking about you can go back um i think like i said five or six episodes and um start listening there when we finish this one i think it'll be i think we'll have done like eight episodes on i think it's about right somewhere in that range about eight episodes on this particular series, which is the longest one single topic we've ever talked about on the podcast so far. You'd have to go all the way back to the very beginning of the podcast when we spent some three, four weeks talking through my personal story Mm -hmm. so everybody knew who I was and all those details and, you know, then why we were doing the podcast because of all that. But this is the longest one we've done. Yeah. And I I think it's important. The way we kind of kick this whole thought off is, um, uh, is the, I think that the biggest blind spot that we have as Christians is this idea of spiritual warfare. Right. And so we walked into talking through spiritual warfare and then specifically through um, sort of applying the armor of God scripture that we read about all the time, how to actually put that armor of God on and walk with that. Right. And that scripture is coming from Ephesians chapter six, starting off in like verse 12 12, or so. And, you know, the very beginning of that talks about that, that we're not, we're not fighting against each other. Right. It's not flesh and blood. And so the enemy is not, you know, that person you've got beef with. <laughs> yeah. The enemy's not your mother-in-law, <laughs> and it's not your ex-boyfriend, and uh, it's not your, you know, uh, horrible baby daddy, right? right. It's, that's just not who it is. And so <laughs> even though it may feel that way at times, the bottom line is that there's this bigger spiritual battle that's going on, and I think it's a huge blind spot for us. And so it is for me personally. It has been for a long time, and so that's why we spent so much time talking through um, these different elements of the armor of God and how to apply this thing to be prepared for this battle that's not against people, but right. um, the principalities of darkness, Scripture says, and you know, mm-hmm. in, in high and low places. And so we're talking about things that are here on this earth, the darkness that's there, and then also as the enemy is operating on the spiritual realm too. And so we've been talking through those, and so um, the armor of God pieces like the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, and then it might have been last week. Chloe, you would know this better because you know the episode stuff. Oh boy! Um, I think last week was the shoes. Yes, last week. Yeah, was so it was the about shoes. our feet and the yes. shoes and stuff like that. Um, and so this week we're going to roll into verse sixteen, which is where we left off at, mm-hmm. and pick up another piece of um, the armor of God. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we want to talk through this in a way that helps us apply it. So. We're being very intentional in how we teach this. And this is just me anyway. This is how I like to do things. Um, in a way of us, us giving some images in our minds and some way to understand how to actually apply this. So it's not just some scripture found somewhere that you read in Sunday school when you were a kid. 
um, or some cool picture, some armor, but right. it's actually understanding how to actually apply this. And the, the, the great thing about this armor of God scripture is that Paul, who's the author of Ephesians, um, has spent the entire book telling us about the gospel. And when he gets to this part, it's like, guys, here's how to apply it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the whole the whole book of Ephesians is written the same way that we're talking about of how to actually apply this, um, the gospel. So everything about the spiritual armor of God is just applying the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus as it applies to you personally. Mm-hmm. Um in every area of your life, yeah. and so that's the big picture here. So yeah. think about, think about you know, um, understanding who Jesus is and that He is your Savior and Lord, and applying that to every area of your life that would be vulnerable to the enemy's attack. That's the whole point of the spiritual armor of God scriptures. So that's what we've been doing yeah. for a while. Um, and so today we're going to jump into Ephesians six sixteen. Chloe, how about you read it for us? Sure. In your host sure. voice. Yeah, in my, uh, um, <laughs> my host voice. Um, it says in Ephesians six sixteen. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Yeah, this is a good one. This one gives a good visual. Mm-hmm. And so we've got this shield of faith. Right. So and then what are we using that shield of faith for? It's to put out deflect is another picture here. It says extinguish, um, which gives you this picture of, of arrows that are on fire. And so they are hitting the shield and burning out. They're not effective mm-hmm. because they're coming up against your faith. That's the whole point here. And so he's giving this shield imagery as that being your faith. Right. And your faith is what you're going to come against these flaming arrows from the evil one. And Satan's main weapons or his – I mean, he's got a couple of weapons, but his main <laughs> weapon, and it has all – it's all the way back. You can go all the way back to Genesis. His main weapon, weapon is found in deception. It's mm-hmm. found in lies. It's, yeah. al- it's also found in a lot of half – Truths, right? Which half truths are lies? Yeah, because um, Jesus says at some point, doesn't he? Like he's a father of lies. Absolutely, all he does is speak lies. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and, and half truths are lies. And so, if you go all the way back to Genesis and you pick up on um, the enemy coming in and talking to Eve about, um, you know, the tree of knowledge and did God really say that? He he gives these half truths, mm-hmm. and half truths are still lies. Yep. And so his main weapon is this lie, are these lies or things that are half truths that mm-hmm. kind of seem like they make sense, but they're really based on something that's not true. Um, his main weapon are those lies that he throws into our hearts, and he it's like these burning, penetrating arrows. I mean, you can picture this picture when you look at this scripture of them flying over, you know, coming across the horizon, and they're on fire. And they're trying to penetrate into your core, into your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the shield is blocking. Your faith is what blocks those lies of the enemy. And and the cool thing about this scripture is it's pointing you to the fact that you're supposed to block these with your faith. You're supposed to block them with the truth. You're not supposed to try to out-reason them. Right. The, the picture here is not you working on some kind of fancy ninja footwork to be able to kind of dodge and let them go past. Right. That's not the imagery. The imagery is, is they're coming at you and you're not going to be able to outreason them and out dodge them and use footwork. Instead, it's no, my faith is going to come up and smack that arrow as it yeah. comes in and extinguish it, make it, make it null and void, make it not work. Right. That's the picture here. So it's not about us trying to get our brains around how to outreason. Mm-hmm the father of lies, right? We're not going to do that. You and I are not, even though we like to think that we're smart, and I love to think that I'm smart, right? We're not um, smart enough, our logic is not good enough to outreason all the ways in which he would reason to us with half-truths and lies. And so the, the point is, is that you're supposed to, instead of outreason them, you're supposed to hide from them behind your shield, that shield of faith. Mm-hmm. And so the big question is, is, all right, Adam, what does that mean then to hide behind my shield? Mm-hmm. What that really means is, in the picture he's given you, is that you're coming against them. That's the idea of the shield. You're coming against them in your mind with what God has told you, what, what you know from God is true and right in the gospel. And so it's combating the lies of the enemy with the truth of the word, mm-hmm. with the truth of the gospel, and that's your faith. 
Like if we were really looking at what is faith, we always say, well, faith is what we believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true. I think that faith is not what we just believe in, but it's what we act on. Mm-hmm. And so our faith is not just I have a belief. A core belief causes action, right? Yeah, and so faith is very centered in that action. And so yeah. you know, this idea here is I know that this is true. And I know what is right. And that's where our faith comes into play. Yeah. That's what we're believing in. And we use that faith to combat lies that come in. And the enemy loves to sling them. We're yeah. going to go through a whole list here in a minute yeah. <laughs> that we worked really hard on, yes. actually. It took um, us a while. <laughs> uh, you know, all these things that, that he comes against you in. So the idea is that you've got to stand firm behind your faith of what you know is true. And that's the only thing that's going to extinguish those flaming arrows of lies. Right. The only thing that's going to extinguish them is the truth that you stand behind. And so faith is so important in it not being just something we believe in, but if we believe in something, it's like our it's like our ground. It's mm-hmm. like our our what we stand on. Yeah. It's the truth that we believe and we we take that and come against any lies that come in our lives. And you know, and we do this all the time. Your faith is put, whether you believe it or not, your faith is put to test at every moment of every day because there is some sort of attack in the way of lies and half truths coming in from the enemy always. And so your faith is on display and attack every single day. Um, and you know real quick um, where you're weak at, where that faith's weak, the parts of the truth that maybe you're not leaning into as much because you tend to believe those lies from the enemy. Right. Um and so we've got some we've got some ones that we just wanted to talk through. Yes. Uh, and to kind of make it personal. And so mm-hmm. these are lies that the enemy tells us and I think that the ones that we're going to give you are ones that he tells all of us, mm-hmm. right? They're very you know, common. Yeah, they're yeah. very common. I'm sure there are some individual ones and individual circumstances. But they all kind of come back to the same stuff, yeah. right? There's a root here to them. And yes. so we're going to give you some personal ones um and then we're going to give you some scripture that combats that. And it's not about memorizing scripture, right? I, I actually think scripture memorization is a wonderful thing to do, mm-hmm. a great discipline to build our faith. But it's not about memorizing it. It's not about knowing it word for word and where it came from. It's about right. knowing the truth that's there, right. you know. And so, what we want to do is we want to kind of combat those things with that scripture, so we can hide behind, and then us together, like work together hide behind what we believe and what we know is true. That's the picture. Mm-hmm. And so the picture is is what we believe and what we know is true, we're going to act on it by hiding behind the shield. I'm using all kinds of hand motions and stuff that you can't see. <laughs> can't see it at all. <laughs> I keep holding my shield up <laughs> in front of Chloe. But anyway, all right, so let's give you some examples. Um, and this is what we're going to talk through mainly all the way through this to kind of make this scripture really be real to us. Mm-hmm. Um some some lies that the enemy tells us. The first one we've got up is um, he'll say, you can't do this. You can't do this. Now think about how that would apply to you. Right? You can't do fill in the blank. Yeah, whatever it is, right? You can't, you can't yeah. do this. And he's constantly doing this. Like, you know, the minute you become a parent, the enemy's telling you, you can't do this. You can't, you can't be a good father. You can't be a good mother. You can't possibly do all the things that need to be done. You know, you're always going to feel overwhelmed. You're always going to be in over your head. Um, you can't do this, whatever this is. And mm-hmm. so you got to apply that to your own personal situation. And, and for me, I feel the enemy throw this lie at me constantly. Every single day, especially as the leader of the church, I feel him saying, like, you can't, you can't do this. Like, you thought you could, but you aren't cut out for this. Mm-hmm. You aren't made for this. You know, you're not good enough for it. And we'll get into some of those other ones, too, but... You can't do this is that is that one. And so this one was is personal for me. What I have to stand on is like Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. You know, it's it's not about the truth of the gospel is and the way we extinguish that lie is is you're right, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. But Jesus can. Right. And I can do it through him because I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do it. So, mm-hmm. enemy, you might be right that I can't do it, but the truth here in my faith, the shield I'm standing behind to extinguish that lie is, but Jesus can. And I can because I'm in him. Right. And that's the that's the kind of the truth that we battle back with that lie. And so you're going to experience this one this week, today, tomorrow, I mean all the time, right? right. How many times, Chloe, have you felt – 
Oh my gosh. You, <laughs> you can't me. do this. You should have seen me Saturday night. Every time I go to like lead worship on Sundays, I'm like, Saturday night is brutal. <laughs> it is. It is. I get like really worked up. I'm like, I can't do this. <laughs> I think that, um, I, I may have said this during this series, but we'll say it again anyway, that that's how my kind of awakening happened about all this spiritual warfare yes, stuff. I right? remember we talked about that. Yeah. And that's after, I don't know if I talked to you or Valerie first about that. But one of y'all was telling me about that, and that was what made me realize that, like, why are my Saturday nights so terrible? Yes. And <laughs> yeah. it's still a battle for us. So, yeah. so if, if you missed that, what happened was is that Valerie and I realized, well, she realized, I was blind to it, that we were fighting like cats and dogs every single Saturday night for forever, for mm-hmm. like a year. And finally, she was like, this is spiritual warfare. This, this is the enemy trying to derail What's going to happen on Sunday? What you know when we're preaching the gospel, when we're leading the church, he's trying to derail right. it on Saturday, um, and, it, and it just kind of a. I had an awakening, a slow one, not a quick one, um, a gradual <laughs> this is one. Typically, how they right. go. Yes, they do go that way. Um, a slow one of I, you're right, and this whole thing with the enemy, it's a blind spot for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then that, of course, has led us into realizing over the last you know year, couple yes. of years that it's a blind spot for all of us. Yeah. Um, Saturday nights are brutal. They're still tough for me. They're so bad. I for still me struggle too. on Saturday nights. I find myself on Saturday nights being overly critical of my wife and kids, being pessimistic, totally focused on the time, already thinking about and engaged in Sunday, yeah. worrying about all the things that aren't going right, listening to the enemy tell me that, you know, well, you know, this is not set up good and this is not right and y'all don't have this going on and right. you used to have this, but you don't have this now and this is broken and you know nobody's going to show up. And I mean, I can right. just keep, keep giving them to Like you. late Saturday afternoon comes around and I, I just start falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> like, I'm just like, I'm crying and like all this stuff. I don't know what's going on. This, uh, this lie Sunday. of you can't do yeah. this. Yeah. It gets it's thrown true. like crazy. I mean, he's, he must have just an unending supply of those arrows. Yeah. But, I mean, think about the, the, the shield of faith. I hear you, but I don't believe it because mm-hmm. I believe in the gospel. And if I believe that Jesus raised from the dead, then I can believe that he gives me strength yeah. in all things that I would be doing. You know, and that's that's the way we combat it. All My right, battle so this past Saturday, I did not fight it very well. But, like, the, I wish I had... Thought about this list that we had literally just made. Didn't we just make this like last week? Yes, or something? we did. Yeah. I wish I thought about this. I could have pulled it up on my computer and like been better equipped for. We're going to get to that thought right there. I'll give you a cliffhanger for the very end. Oh boy. That thought right there. We're going to come back to at the very end after we go through all these of why you cannot do this thing by yourself. Uh, we're going to come back to it at the end. All so. right. All right. Give me another one, Chloe. Okay. So the next one we have is you're a phony. Yeah. This one's deep. Yeah. This one is so deep for me. Um, it hits on the core of who I am so deep. It, my, my sinful nature, man, it hits it. It's this this lie of you're a phony, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really have the faith that you act like you do with other people. You're not really as kind and caring as you are with other You know, yeah. like you're a phony. And at one, it's like the enemy saying, and at some point it's going to come out, right, that you're a fake, that you're a phony. And he brings up the sins that you commit, like the sins that you struggle with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if anybody found out about these, that you wouldn't be able to be a messenger of Christ. You wouldn't be right. able – nobody's going to ever listen to you about Jesus anymore if you know all this stuff. You're just fake. You're this phony. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big one. And the scripture that I – these first two are very personal to me. Um, right. The rest of them we just started kind of working together on. Right. But the scripture that I come back with is Romans eight twenty eight, 28, um, which is – a powerhouse scripture that every believer should have, you know, for their shield of faith. Mm -hmm. And it's the whole, um, my God is working together all things for the good of those who love him. Um, You know, he's working everything together for us to become more and more like Christ. So not for everything in our life to be good. That's not what the scripture means. It means for for our good. And our good is to become more and more like Jesus. And so every single thing that happens, every way in which we struggle, um, that we're sinful, those things that we're worried about people finding out or whatever. Yeah. He's using all those things to make us more like Jesus. He's right. molding us that way. And so if that's the case, then who cares if anybody finds out if I'm right. a fake or a phony? Nothing will go to waste is basically yeah. like the entire like idea of that. Like yeah. as you're saying that, it's just like nothing. He's not, it's not that everything's going to turn out good and everything's at some point in your life is going to be perfect. There's but a great song. I think it's an elevation it song. It is an yeah. elevation song. I was actually, when I said that, I was like, 
Nothing is wasted. Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah, it's called Nothing is Wasted. Such a good song. I mean, that's the whole point is that he's not wasting any of that, even your yeah. screw-ups and your mess-ups. And so yeah. for me, the way I combat this lie of you're a fake and you're a phony is very similar to the first one. It's going, there's some truth in the fact that I can't do this, but Jesus mm-hmm. can. There's the truth. There's some truth in the fact that I'm a fake. But if I make sure everybody knows my struggles up front, then you don't have nothing to hold against me right. because God's working all those things together. Yeah. You can't really be a fake if everybody knows up front, too. That's not being fake. <laughs> right. That's being real. That's being real. <laughs> yeah. That's the premise of this podcast. The, the, yeah. the, the premise of this podcast is if God knows everything anyway, right? I mean, some of you probably, I'm hoping some of you listen don't necessarily believe, right? Because that means that we're reaching people that, you know, wouldn't be reaching otherwise. Right. If you're going, well, you know, if God is real, look, if God is God, then he knows everything already anyway. So why wouldn't we be honest with him? And if we can be honest with God, then why can't we be honest with everybody else? And so why can't we just talk through our mess and throw it out there instead of pretending like it doesn't exist? Um, Because when we pretend like it doesn't exist, that's that lie getting into our heart. That lie can get into our heart when we pretend like it doesn't exist or when we don't tell anybody, we don't talk about it, we don't we walk around acting like little perfect Christians. Right. That lie can get into your heart. You're a fake, you're a phony, and then we gotta hide it, you know. But if we lean into, well, my God's using all good all things to the good of those who love him, right? And he's he's faithful in that and he's making me more like Jesus, then I can be honest with everybody else because if I'm honest with God, then why couldn't I be honest with everybody else? Right? If God's God and I'm honest with him. Yeah. Why would I not be honest with other people if that's the case, right? So there, there's another one. So you can't do this as one. We combat that back with um, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then you're a phony. You're a fake. Mm-hmm. However words you want to say that, however, however the enemy throws that to you. Right. And we combat that back with nothing's wasted. Right. right? God's using all things to the glory of those who love him. Yes. So give me that's another good. one. Okay. I'll do, I won't steal any more of yours. I realized okay. after I read that one, I was like, that one was Adam's. It was. <laughs> um, so I think one of the ones that I came up with was you're on your own or God isn't going to come through on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the scriptures we um, kind of tied into that one was Psalm 4610 that says, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Um, we tied in Hebrews 13.5, which I'm trying to think of the whole reference. You might have that one, an idea of that one better than me, but it does talk about like, how God never leaves us or forsakes us. And um, I think it's actually that verse is talking about like, be free of the love of money. Um, because yep. it says, because God says, never will I leave you, never will I Absolutely. forsake you. Um, and then Adam, this one was your idea, I think. Um, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, yeah. which is the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about, it's Jesus sending the disciples. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I'm with you always. Yeah. And so that completely, like just those three alone, which there are so many more when we were talking about oh, this, man. I was like, oh, we could use this and we could use Like we would have had a list so long of verses that just go along with like the idea of like, you know, God isn't going to, you know, the lie that God isn't going to be faithful and then yes. like verses that could combat that. Um, but there's those a, were the three that... There's a reason. So when you see... Uh, this is the way I like to study the Bible. When you see tons of references towards the same thing, mm-hmm. there's a reason, yeah. right? There's a reason that God would need to say something to you so many times. Yeah. Um, and I think it's because he knows that this is a big yeah. lie of the enemy that gets through our shield of faith constantly. And that we're going to need to be built up in that faith all the time. That I think that the enemy is going to be looking at us constantly and throwing an arrow saying, you're on your own. Right. God don't care. He ain't listening. He ain't there. If he's there, he's got bigger fish to fry. He's got bigger <laughs> things to do. Yeah. Right? He ain't paying attention to your stuff. Yeah. Um, God God is, is some big distant figure um, yeah. who's more important than you. And then therefore your stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. You're on your own is the way we kind of word it. Or... Or in a, a specific situation, God's not going to come through on this one. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, this one's big. He came through before, you know, and I can point to these, but this one's different, and God's not coming through on this yeah. one. Um, I just talked to a guy today whose um, wife is uh, on a ventilator, COVID, and uh, mm-hmm. in really bad shape, and you could he he didn't buy into this lie. He didn't bring it up. You could just see him standing on the faith of mm. God's coming through. Wow. One way or the other, God's faithful. 
no yeah. matter what happens. And you could just see him, and I didn't push into it, of course, right. but you could see he's combating. I mean, that's that shield yeah. of faith coming up going, I'm not buying the lie that God ain't coming through. God always comes through. Right. You know, and to me, that scripture, the Great Commission, is so much more than just a charge for us as the church on our on our job, right? Because yes. because Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty, it, it's sort of like the job description of believers. So once you become a follower of Jesus, here's your job description: make disciples, yeah. Teach them to follow Jesus, right? Not to follow you. Teach them right. to do all the things that that He's commanded, not what we've commanded, or yeah. not what the church has commanded. And I'm with you all the ways, even to the end, very end of the age, even to the very end of the world, to the end of time is what he's referring to. Um, I'm with you always. That is so much bigger than just a job description for us to make disciples. It's a promise that he ain't going nowhere. And and the cool thing about the Great Commission is, of course, it comes after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. And so it comes before his ascension. And so what he's doing is is he's, he's, he's pointing us back like, I mean, and think about the, the, I don't know, this is just so simple, yet we miss it. I miss it all the time. You believe that I just came back to life from dead. Ain't nothing outside of my reach. If I didn't leave you in death, I ain't never going to leave you. Like That's the whole point. That's the big thought. And so he's constantly pushing back. And I think one of the reasons that you see so many references, like be still and know that I am God. Um, Man, if we only did that one thing ever, wouldn't that be enough to combat all the lies, right? Yeah. Just be still, hold your shield up, know that yeah. I'm God, right? Like, yeah. I am it is what he means when he says that. I am all. Right. Um, there's so many references to God won't abandon us. He won't forsake us. He's with us, uh, you know, always and forever. His His sovereignty, you know, um, the unending nature of who he is. That's very different from us as humans. I mean, there's there's countless biblical references yeah. to this, and I think it's because um, we we need our faith really built up in that way because these these lies of the enemy come through all the time, all yes. the time, all the time. He all never takes time. a break, never, <laughs> never on vacation. <laughs> He's consistently throwing them yeah. out, you know. And for us, we we got to make sure that we continue to build our faith up in that to be able to combat stuff like, you know a straight up lie that completely con- contradicts the scriptures yeah. that you're on your own. Yeah. Nothing in the scripture says that as a human being, you are on your own. Yeah. Everything about, right. Everything about the gospel screams, you are not on your own. Yeah. Right. And that God does come through. Right. And that he is faithful. And so that's a big yeah. one. I think a lot of people, as you're listening right now, you're going to experience uh, that lie consistently being yeah. thrown and you got to build that faith up. Absolutely. You got to be able to know and combat with when you get hit, when you start thinking to yourself, this is it. I'm by myself. God ain't coming through. You got to be able to go, hold up. Wait a minute. Yeah. No, my, my faith says something completely different. You know, right. I believe in a savior who got up out of the ground and nothing could take him down. Right. And so this one's not going to take him down nor me down. Right. You know, that's just, yeah. you got to be able to combat it. That's um, good. You want me to do it or you want to do one? You do one. All right. I'll do one. I'm going to go up one one so we get back in line because yeah. I, I see the one you skipped. Yeah. I skipped that one because that one was yours. Yeah. That, and that one, it probably makes sense. <laughs> yeah. All right. So this one, you got to read through the lines a little bit, make it maybe fit yours. But um, I think a lot of believers are feeling this right now. Prior to COVID, I don't know if a lot of believers would have felt this as much as church leaders would. Um, but I think with with COVID and with the state of the church, I think a lot of people as believers are going to feel this way. Um, our best days are behind us. And when I say that, I'm really talking about the church's best days are behind us. That's a lie that the enemy throws at me all the time. You used to have this. It used to look like this. You know, you had this many people, and you Mm -hmm. had this going on, and it constantly comes through. Like, memories will pop up. A memory popped up just recently when we had opened up our student space and we had all these students and all these kids yeah. on that first night, right? And I could feel the arrow of the enemy coming at me. And I know, it, I know I took a couple of them. I know I didn't get my shield up quick of, you know, see, that's what it used to be. It ain't never going to be like that yeah. again, right? Yeah. The best days are behind us. Um, God doesn't move like he used to is another way that this kind of comes through. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see the same things you saw before. Um which are just really dangerous lies. Yeah. Um, 
really dangerous lies because that's when we believe those, that's us limiting God, and we don't ever want to do that. I think that's a very dangerous spot to be yeah. in. And so combating that for me personally, when I think about the enemy saying to me, uh, the church's best days are behind us, it's not going to happen anymore, there's a sense of me wanting to put my head down and go, you're right, and then buying these other ones too. Like, God's not going to come through. I'm on my own, and I'm a phony, and I can't do this. Typically, for you me, know? it's always like you take one in, and then it's like all the – like, not only do I suck, but <laughs> it's like all these – And I, I eventually, agree. you're so, like, weighed down with it. You're like – you feel like you can't even, like, where is my shield? I, I don't I, even know where it is. I think that's the – I think that's really the picture. Yeah. Like, if you picture this spiritual warfare thing, especially this arrow concept and this armor thing – that's what happens. Yeah. You take a hit and all of a sudden now you're dropping your guard, you're dropping your sword, you're dropping, yeah. you know, and the you're vulnerable. The second that you buy it, the more vulnerable yeah. you become. You, you, a vulnerability has popped up and yeah. it's attack, 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 attack. Yeah. And so I start believing all those. And then what's happening is, is my head's down because I'm thinking it's on me. Mm-hmm. And so the scripture that I have to constantly go back to um, in as a, as a leader in the church, and I don't yeah. mean our church, I mean his church, um, as I have to go back to constantly – them standing on the hill, looking at Caesarea Philippi, and Jesus saying in Matthew sixteen eighteen, "I will build my church, and the gates of hell won't prevail against it." Yeah. You know that said, we talked through that not re- just recently in the podcast um, of you know the gates being this defensive weapon. In other words, the yes. church is on the charge, right? I remember that the church is. We just yeah. did that a couple episodes ago. Yeah, the church is on the charge, and so, but the big the big truth there. It's not that the church is on the offense going and getting people. The big truth there is that Jesus will build his church, not me. Jesus will. Right. That's huge. Right. That's huge. He's the one that's building it. So I have to tell the, the faith that I'm putting up in that moment is, is going, well, Jesus is in charge of building his church, not me. And so Jesus is the one that determines whether the best days are ahead or not or whatever. Absolutely. And I'm not limiting him. He's yeah. the one building it. And so if he's the one building it, I think we're okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If I believe the lie that I'm the one building it, then the best days definitely are past because I ain't no good, right? And I'm and I'm not better than I was, so I'm older yeah. than I was. Yeah, you know, um, it's been a long nine, ten years. You know, when we started the church, I was a young buck, and I'm older now, and slower and fatter, and all those things. And if it's based on me, we're in trouble. But we've it's always been the case. If it's yeah. if it's based on us, we're always in trouble. If it's based on any person, right. it's going downhill very fast. <laughs> but if he's building his church, then I stand on that faith and go, that's a lie. Because if Jesus is building his church, the scripture tells us he ain't finished. Yeah. Right? Is he back? Did he show back up? Did he pop up on us? Has he returned? Then he ain't done building his church. Right. You know? And so we have to stand behind that. Right. What's another one, Chloe? Um We're gonna probably go a little longer on this yeah. episode, I think. I'm trying to. I don't want to take any of them that are yours, but I feel like I kind of relate to this one. I'm getting kind. Of, no, I'm not a lie. Never mind. Um, I have nothing to offer. Is yeah. a lie that I think I buy into a lot. And you came up with the verse for this one, which is First Samuel fifteen twenty two, which says to obey is better than sacrifice. Mm. And so it doesn't really matter what you have to offer if you're not obedient to yep. Christ. Like I can have the best fill-in-the-blank talent, and if I'm not being obedient to Christ, then, like, it amounts to nothing. It's kind of wasted at that point. And so I really relate to that one just because, I don't know, it's just easy to either compare or not even compare. Sometimes you're just like, well, who am I? Like, yeah, with that question, that question, who am I, Yeah, right? If you combat that with the gospel, right. the, the, the answer to that is, well, you're nobody. Right. <laughs> but, but it ain't about news. you. It yeah. ain't never been about you. Right. right? It, it's, it's, it's not about you at all. That's right. what's great about it. And yeah. so I have nothing to offer. One is a teetotal lie from the enemy because everybody has something to offer. And mm-hmm. Jesus is very specific. I'm going to preach on this here. Um, I don't know when this episode goes. So <laughs> it's always weird to say that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm about to preach on this. Um, Jesus is constantly pushing us back to that what we have to offer is our hearts, mm. you know, is our is our spirits, is the, mm-hmm. is the innermost part of who we are. And everybody's got that to offer, right? But I like that scripture of I have nothing to offer. Um, after talking with a, um, 
person on our teaching team. Um, he's a counselor. His name's oh, yes. Larry Keller. Um, me and him were talking backstage one day. He was doing worship. Um, he was doing um, offering or announcements or something. And we were talking, and he kept bringing up the scripture. And I just kept thinking on it, thinking on it. And I realized, man, I was like, I need to apply that to my shield of faith, right? right. That needs to be in my in my verbiage. It needs to be in my brain right. of to obey is better than sacrifice. Right. Um, you always, and this is still what Jesus is pushing back to with the heart. You always have obedience to offer. Right. You always you have can, your heart. Everybody has a you heart. Can always to always be obedient. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you can choose obedience at all times. Yeah. And Scripture is telling you, look, obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience is better than having something to sacrifice and to give. Mm-hmm. You can give your obedience, and obedience is is it trumps mm-hmm. sacrifice. And I think that's important to tell yourself when you feel like, "Who am I? I have nothing to offer. This is no big deal." What that lie does is it gets a whole lot of believers sidetracked and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It makes believers sit on the sidelines and in the stands instead of getting in the game. Right. Right. I cannot tell you how many people will say. Well, I just don't do anything. I don't have any talents. I don't have any gifts. You can almost feel them. Like, yeah. like <laughs> it's like Eeyore has entered. <laughs> I don't have any. You know, I'm just I don't have yeah. anything to offer, and I, you know, I'm just I, I, I can't do that, and I can't do this, and I can't do that, and I'm going. I, I think that's just a lie from the enemy that gets you sitting and doing nothing. It gets you sitting on your hands. Yeah, instead it gets of getting you comfortable. In the game, right. Yeah. If 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 it's about obedience, then everybody can be in the game. Yeah. Everybody can. And that's the you know the premise of the gospel, the charge that's on our hearts is that we're all in the game. Yes. Get out the stands, get in the game. That's why I can't stand. I'm gonna get ready to go off on a tangent. That's okay. <laughs> I cannot stand Christians that sit in pews, or we don't have pews in chairs, and don't ever do anything in the church. And I don't just mean in their local congregation. I mean in in God's holy church. They they don't do anything. They right. just sit around all the time. It drives me insane um, because it's all it is is the enemy has just given you a lie that you've bought that it's somebody else's job, or and it's somebody else's job because they're better at it, right. you know, or some sort of stupid picture that the enemy paints that the ministry in the church happens through the pastor, right. you know, not through the people, and that's not true. That's not true in the gospel anywhere, right? Yeah. As a matter of fact, what you are given pastors for, Scripture says is to build up and equip the saints for ministry. And so a pastor's job is to be able to get you in the game, right, and to equip you with what you need to be able to actually do the ministry of the church. You know, if everything hinges on some person that gets a paycheck to do it, then you are limited by all ministry happening by one person or two people or, you know, ten people or whatever it is, you know, on the staff of that particular church. It's just ridiculous. It's just a lie of the enemy. So you got to keep going back to – yeah. Obedience, obedience is better than sacrifice. Such a good reminder that like it doesn't matter like your talents, which everybody I do believe that everybody has a talent, I but agree. it doesn't that doesn't matter at the end of the day. Like God's not looking for the most talented; He's looking for someone who's willing. He's looking for your heart, and everybody can give their heart. I don't understand and, how we can read the Gospels so much and see where He picks nobody that's that talented. Right. right, like he he like it goes out of his way almost to pick people who are not talented right. in leading the church, right? Um, because it wasn't about that. It wasn't about what they had to offer. Yeah, you know, it's it like was pretty a, average guys who catch fish for a living. I mean, they're, <laughs> yeah, and they're not even good at it. Right, <laughs> right. when he finds them, they ain't catching them jack. Tips. You know, right. <laughs> so, yeah. they're they're like starving fishermen. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just multiple. Like, I mean, Matthew, for example. I mean, the dude is a ta- he's a trader. He's a tax collector. You know, um, it, it's just I don't know. It, yeah. And, we read the Gospels constantly where God continues. It's not just the Gospels. You look through the entire Bible. He is using people, men and women, that don't seem like they got a lot to offer. They're not the people we're picking. Right. If we're going out going, all right, let me assemble my team. Right. right? We're going, oh, no, nope, leaving you out. Oh, Peter, you're weird. I'm leaving, you right. know, no, not picking you. Um, it, it, he's, he's done doing that. He's picking those people. And so right. – the truth of the gospel, what's got to be in our faith shield, has got to be, it ain't about me, right? Yeah. It ain't about me. It's it ain't not. about what I got. It's about him. Right. And I can give him my heart. I can give him my worship. I can give him my obedience. Yep. 
even if I feel like I have nothing else to offer. Yeah. Um, so a lot a of lies one. come from us being self-centered is what, like, I'm noticing that now. It's always like, I am this and always. I am that. It's like, since when did it become about always. you? <laughs> All right, I'm going to give you another one. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. I have to provide for myself. I have to be my own source of security. Um, this is a lie that's thrown into a lot of people's hearts. From a man's perspective, I see this thrown into uh, men's hearts a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got to provide. It's on my shoulders. I'm my own source of security. And this is this tends to come out very financial-based for us. You know, if we were looking back a long time ago when it wasn't about tangible um, uh, money per se. Right. It was based on goods and services and all those kind of things, tradables. Um, it would be more like, I have to, I have to raise these cattle. I have to do this thing. It's on me. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, God does give us the burden of responsibility for ourselves. But financially speaking, nowadays we think to ourselves, "I'm a self-made man, right? <laughs> I'm a self-made woman, yeah. right?" Or women would be like, "I don't need no man." Right? <laughs> yeah. I pay my own bills, right? Beyonce wrote a song about that. Just yeah. saying. Anyway, um, <coughs> I'm like thinking about the song. Now. <laughs> Me too. I got okay. on track. I pay my own bills. I drive my own car. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. don't quote me. Um, but the idea is you're not. You can't even get out of bed in the morning to go to the job unless God gives you the ability to do it, right? You can't yeah. make your heart beat. You can't make your lungs pump. You just can't do it. Yeah. And so we have to keep going back to it's not on me and I don't have to provide for myself. I have to be responsible. And I have to, you know, be good stewards of what God gives me, my time, my talent, my energy, my money, my finances, my job, my family, all those things. But at the end of the day, the scripture I always come back to here, and I've come to this a lot as a church leader, you know, because there's times in the church where, how I say this nicely, I can't, you ain't got no money. (laughs) It comes to certain times in the life of ministry, you know, you ain't got much. (laughs) And so you get worried about certain things. And there comes other time where, where you're in abundance and God's preparing you for a season, you know. Um, and I have to constantly go back to, well, it's not about me. And I go back to this scripture a lot. It's Psalm 5010. Um, my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Um, he owns the cattle on a thousand This picture of he has endless resources. Mm-hmm. And he is my source of security. And so if he's my source of security, he has endless resources, then I don't need to be sitting around thinking, I've got to provide for myself. I've got to be my own source of security. The enemy wants to tell you that because he wants you to rely on you. He wants to cloud the vision of how big God is that you serve and how big the God of the universe is because he fully is aware of how big God is. I don't think half the time we get it. Um, I think most of the time our view of God is way too small. But anyway, go back to my God owns the cattle on a thousand hills is a cool one. Yes. What other one we got? Um, another one that we have on here is you're alone and nobody knows how you feel. Mm. Um, and I think everybody feels that sometimes for long seasons, sometimes for shorter seasons. Um, but the verses that we put with that one are, um, do not be discouraged, which is in Joshua one nine. It says, uh, oh, I can't remember it word for word, but it basically says, don't be discouraged. Like the Lord your God is with you wherever yeah. you go. Um, and there's another verse that goes with it that talks about, um, in Psalm 139, seven through eight, um, it's talking about like, where can I yeah. like go that you're not there? Like I can go up to the mountains. I can go down to the depths. I can go here. I can go there. And like, still you're there. Like, you know, when I lay down and when I get right. up, Psalm 139 Beautiful is one picture. of my favorite chapters. I've read that one so often. Um, so that if you've is never a read that, perfect, yeah. ver- perfect piece of scripture for somebody who struggles with anxiety. Yes. I, th- I bet that's why I've gone back mm-hmm. to read that one so much because I'm like, God knows when I get up in the morning and yeah. God knows when I lay down at night. And like, that's just, just like him saying, I got yeah. you. It's right? crazy. I got you. Yes, You're not by I yourself. Think, You're not alone. It's a lie. I got yes. you. Yes. And so every time I read that and it's still like every time I read it, it blows my mind. And I love like sharing it with my friends. I'll be like, have you read this recently? Because I just read it again. And like, it's so good how just to remember that like, there's nowhere that you can go that God isn't already there. And he is involved in the details. Like he was involved when you were created in your mother's womb. And then like the days of your life were numbered. He knows 
everything about you. Yeah, that that picture that God is bigger than all these little things yes. and doesn't care about the details is completely not true. And you should build your faith up in that in the Word because the Word talks about lots of details he's involved in. Yeah. When the Word tells you that he knows every single hair on your head, what it's saying is, I'm in everything, and I know everything, and I'm involved in all details. Right. And, you know, that lie comes out um, of not just you're alone, but nobody knows how you feel. Right. Um, nobody can relate to how you feel. And that picture in that scripture is more than um, God is with me. Where, wherever, where can I go that He's not? Right. It's a, it's bigger than just the picture of um, His presence. Right. It's also Him saying, "I'm in the depths with you." Right. Yeah. I'm on the mountain peaks with you. I do know how you feel. Right. I can, I can relate to how you feel. And maybe you can't find somebody around you right now. Maybe the lie is centered on nobody around me knows how I feel. Right. First off, I don't believe that either because I think we're way too similar as people. So I think that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. But scripturally speaking, like from what we're talking about, God does, though. Yeah. And so he's completely aware how you feel because he's in it with you. That's the promise that's there. And yeah. so to me, um, those lies are, are a lot. And I think that they're very prevalent right now. There's a lot of people who feel alone. Yes. There's a lot of people who feel like yeah. they're by themselves and that nobody knows what they're going through and they're just struggling silently. Um, and you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. That's the enemy who has gotten a, he's gotten an arrow through your shield. Mm-hmm. You got a hole in there. <laughs> and the hole is understanding that God knows you. He knows who you are. He knows what you're going through. And he's with you in the middle of all of yes. it. It doesn't make it easier always. Mm-mm. To still have to walk through stuff knowing that God's with us, but there's some assurance in there of, I can't be, this has got to be a lie, or at least a half-truth. I can't be alone completely because God's always with me. Right. And it can't be that nobody knows how I feel because God is literally with me in the middle of it. Yeah. You know? And so it doesn't fix the problem always, um, or it doesn't fix the symptoms that are happening. Yeah. But definitely the cure for the big issue is yeah. the fact that you're not by yourself, right. you know. And so if God's with you, then you can actually walk through seasons of loneliness, solitude, um, those kind of things. And I, I personally walked through a long season of loneliness. We talked about this months ago of me and my family kind of walking through about a two-year period of just feeling quite lonely. And the only thing that really combated that in my life was knowing that God is with me no matter what, um, especially scripture like that psalm you read. Yes, so, I love that one so it's much. It's a cool one. It's my fave. Gosh, we've still got more? Uh, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> pick, I think we should do one more, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. All right, so let's pick, pick one. pick the last one. Oh, I still got to talk through my other thing, too, my little cliffhanger. Oh, boy, okay. This is going to be a long one. How, yeah, what yeah. time are we at right now, Claire? We're at 47 minutes. Oh, this is going to be the longest one ever. All right, let's pick <laughs> one more. Um, and then, yes. All right, we'll Chloe, we'll roll the dice. Thoughts. We'll leave out... You look through them real quick, and you pick out which one you think is different than all the other ones we did. Hmm. I, there is one here that's very different, um, or two of them, actually. The first yes. one. I think those last, yeah. either one of the last two. All right, you, you do it. We're pick speaking very one. cryptically for we are, those. We are. Notes. People are like, what are they talking about? I can't see your notes. I know. Um, let's go with, go with what you feel. Yeah. So the world tells us this thing of like, whatever you feel, follow your heart. Like, whatever you feel on the inside, just act on that. And the Bible does not teach that. No. Some people like to twist it and make it seem like that. But actually, um, Jeremiah seventeen nine says that the heart is deceitful above all things. And when I read that this morning, so I was reading all of these to make sure that I had the right idea for them. It was like, after it's like, who can cure it? And I was like, Ooh. Right. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, so that's pretty bad. Like... <laughs> It is deceitful. It's our feelings mislead us every time. Yep. Feelings are always changing, and if you let feelings define your choices and stuff like that, you're gonna find yourself very confused very quickly. Always, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be one to the next. I mean, think yes. about think about how often your feelings change. Think about how often your emotions change. So um, often. constant, right? <laughs> yeah. So every time we make decisions based on those, yes, um, we're gonna we're gonna be in that same conundrum again in a month or right. two weeks or six months right. or ten years. You know, right. this is this is big. Anytime, I think that this is always a lie from the enemy. Right. So um, every single time you feel, 
I just need to go with what I feel. I just need to follow my heart on this one. I just need to follow my heart. I, I'm almost <laughs> saying, I mean, I hate to say always because I don't like those, but I think almost every single time you feel like I just need to go with what I feel. I just need to go with my heart on this. Um, I'm going to let my emotions drive this train or whatever. Right. You you have been penetrated by a fiery dart. Right. Yes. It has come in and the enemy has said to you, yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, because think about it. Yeah. We're talking about his main weapon being lies. And then we've got that the heart is deceitful above all things, right? And so the heart will lie to you. I mean, that's the bottom line here, right? right? Our humanness will push us back to our sinfulness will push us back to what we what feels good to us or what is easiest to us or what we think is the, you know, what we can line up with our logic and The way we combat something like this is to be able to understand, no, no, no. I'm not going with what my heart says. Right. I'm going with what Jesus says, right? Yes. I'm not going with what I feel in the moment about a particular issue or a current thing that's going on in our uh, world, a, a current belief, right? The world is now saying, the world used to say this was wrong. Now it's saying this is right. Right. I'm not going to change with that. I'm going to go with what Jesus says. Yeah. And so you do need to change how you believe and feel, but you need to change it based on what Jesus says. Yeah. And so there may have been some things that you've bought, some lies that you've taken, some ways that you've gone with what the world says, and then you need and you start to realize, well, hope Jesus says something completely different. Right. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna buy that now. Yes. Um. And that's the key is to be able to go. You know, I need to know that my heart will deceive me. Right. I need to know that Jesus will not. And so I'm going to go with what Jesus says, what Jesus does, right. the gospel. That's going to be that shield of faith that I hold up yes. and against think, that lie. I think like this whole follow your heart thing kind of ties into the one that we didn't read, which is talking about like I'm good and all this stuff, you know, yeah, because I'm fine. I hear, I don't hear people necessarily say it, but like, when I'm scrolling through Facebook, I see a lot of different people sharing these like quotes and stuff like that. It's like, I might do this, this and this, but like I have a good heart and I'm like, Really? No, you, do? you don't. Because I don't, right. and like I'm pretty sure that nobody has a good heart. And the fact that when you say that I have a good heart, that's where you get the idea. Well, I should follow my feelings, and mm-hmm. because you think your heart is good. Yeah. But if your heart is good, then why do you need God? It's 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 the like, enemy's way of keeping you from what you really need. Right. Right. The enemy loves to tell you you're fine. Right. You're good because then you don't need Jesus. I had a guy recently say to me, he's a non-believer, and. Uh, and we were just talking, um, and he know he he knew who he knows who I am. He knows my belief. He knows what I do. And, yeah. Um. And he was just like, you know, I I I really admire you for all this, that, and the other, but I don't need Jesus. Um. I don't need. That's God. the second time I've heard someone say yeah. something like that. I don't. Week. I don't need that. Yeah. You know. And you don't want to jump down somebody's throat and right. be hateful and push them off. Right. But after the conversation went on a little further, I said, you know. You can tell that I love you and care for you, right? So there's no judgment. He's like, yeah. I was like, you do need him. You just don't know that you do. Right. You know, you're just not aware of it. You do. Yes. You need him more than you need air to breathe. Yeah. And um, we've all been there at some point. We're the one that's absolutely. like, I don't need God. And I'm even doing as Christians, we do this. Yes. I mean, we do we this go as through Christians. phases where we're just like, I'm chilling. I'm cool. I'm fine. Like, I don't I need God. that. Yeah. Right? I mean, I don't, you know, everything's going fine in my life. Yeah. I don't need to pray. Yeah. I, don't, I don't, you know, I mean, we don't say it out loud. Right, but in our heads, <laughs> and our actions even show yeah, it. Yes, that's not true. even talking about the way our actions show. Yeah, we don't even realize. So yeah, yep. All right, so there's a bunch of them. So let me give that thing a at the end. A lot of different examples yeah. there. Lots of examples of those lies that come in from the enemy, and then how we would combat those with our shield of faith. Not trying right. to get outside of them or get away from them, right. but instead to kind of push them back. And um, I don't remember how we were tying to this in the beginning. It was something that you said that I was like, oh, we're going to come back to that. Um. One of the cool things that I want you to get before we finish is that the Roman soldiers' shields, they were created with a link on the sides of each one of them because they were not intended to stand by by themselves. They can, but where they were most powerful is that they attached to the link in the soldier's shield beside them. Hmm. And so get that picture too here is that it's not just one shield – it is a bunch of them linked together, yeah. which then starts to create protection in vulnerable areas that you're not even aware that you have. 
because um, the shield's not covering your whole front, right? You're hiding behind it. But there's some sides that are open when that's the case, and the back is open. But if you picture them linking their their shields together, now all of a sudden you've got a force that is way more uh, protective um, and almost impenetrable than just that shield by itself. And so the, the, the key to get here, too, is that, and we've been talking about your own personal faith coming against those lies, it's not just your faith, though. It's your faith plus the faith of your brothers and sisters in God's church with you. Yeah. It's linking those things together. Yeah. Um, and so somebody else's faith, as you stand and walk beside them, it helps bounce the arrows from the enemy from you. And your shield of faith helps bounce the arrows of the enemies from them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's linking those things together. Your faith alone is not enough for the battle. And it was not meant to be. That's that whole picture of that shield. It wasn't meant to be. And, and Paul knows this when he's talking about this shield. Your faith alone is not it. Um, that's why there's not just one Christian in the church. There's a bunch of us. It, it was never intended for it to be just be your faith by yourself. And so if we link all the shields together, then the whole body is protected. And so if you pick up this image of the body of Christ as a visual image of an actual body, right? And put some clothes on it, though, because that would be weird. if you yeah. <laughs> so, please. <laughs> picture, picture the body. Um, and then think to yourself about this whole shield or armor thing. When the shields are linked together, the whole body is protected. Um, and so that means that my faith and my shield lined up with your faith and your shield, Chloe, and the believers that are listening right now is protecting each and, one, each and every one of us individually, but also together. Right. right? So it, it, you cannot do this thing by yourself. Right. The reason you're listening to this podcast right now is because something inside of you has said, I can't do this by myself. Right. Right. The reason that we call it the messy walk is because we all got one and we're walking together. And so let's link our shields together of Mm -hmm. faith to be able to combat these lies. Yeah. That's that big part of you can't do it by yourself. Can't do life alone. You cannot. And so a lot of the ways that you end up combating these things is it's not it's not just you and your shield of faith that you're building up but you're doing it with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, I mean, how cool is it to think that if I'm joined with you, then as the enemy throws an arrow at you, sometimes my faith shield blocks it, right? I can step in, and and I can cover you in that area. Um, and I see this happen all the time in the church. I actually think it's one of the most beautiful things of the church um, is this idea that we're all linked together and that our faith is joined together too. And then how much more exponentially larger is that faith when it's joined together? It's like one big shield, not a bunch of individual ones. The church cannot function as a bunch of individual people. We were not made that way. We were not created that way. There's an image of family that has to be here. Yeah. And you won't fight this stuff by yourself just with your shield alone. you got to build it. You've got to have a shield of faith. But it's got to be attached and linked to brothers and sisters in Christ that you're walking together with. Every single day. Yeah. Um, and so the, the church is absolutely vital uh, in the fight against the enemy's lies. So yeah. that's what we're doing right now. That's why we're talking about this. That's, that's the whole point stuff. of what we're saying. So. Yes. Absolutely. Long episode. Long episode. Thanks for hanging in there, all yes. three of you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. If you stuck with us for this whole thing, thank you. And we hope you were encouraged um, through those scripture references that we made. Um, I know I was. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. expecting that. I was kind of weird reading them. I was like, yeah, yeah. I also was kind of expecting it, actually, because whenever like people like talk about stuff like this, like one time I was somewhere and they were talking about the names of God, and they were like, th- like, but they were doing them so fast, they were reading them off, and I was like, oh, this is so good. So I'm super encouraged. Um, we hope that everybody listening, that you were yeah, encouraged you. as well. Um, be sure to check us out on Facebook and Instagram. If you have not already, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff. We're hoping to do some more giveaways yeah, we'll do some. in the future, so keep up with that so you can enter to be a part of it. If you listen to the podcast, please use one of those platforms to share it yeah, so that other people can hear it. That's, the word that's out. Part of, well, that's part of building that faith up that we were yes. just talking about. You know, we help, share. If you share something, you're automatically helping build up that person's faith. And so yeah. we all share enough stuff that probably takes people's faith away. 
So let's start sharing some stuff <laughs> that helps that. build it up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Thanks man. for listening, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much. We hope you have a great week. Um, be sure to tune in next week for another episode, and we will talk to you soon. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.